before we get into the episode, I just want to say that this is part one of a two-part episode. I interviewed my dear friend Casey Manch, and we just kept talking and talking and talking, and I thought, you know what? Let's split this up a little bit. So you're going to be hearing the first episode today, and then next week we will be releasing the second episode, part two, of my interview with Casey. So listen here, and then be sure to tune in next week to hear the rest of the story. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I am Ellie Herringshaw. We're here talking about healing, stepping into pain to allow God to heal our pain. And who I have today is my dear friend, Casey Manch, who experienced a very painful year. And um, and she's going to be sharing a little bit of her story today. Um, and in light of her story, how God used art, how God used theater and um and other amazing things that she's talented in to um to bring him glory but then also to step into pain to allow god to heal it so welcome casey yay thanks ellie (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad you're here tell me tell tell me and the listeners a little bit about you well my name's casey Hi, Casey. Um, the most, <laughs> uh, probably the most important thing about me is that I have a cat named Bumble. Just, it's always worth mentioning. He's just the love of my life. So right, and I have a dog named dog named Bling, and she is the love of my life. So so it's always worth mentioning. Well, first of all, this is a total side tangent, but like animals and healing are. I don't know what I would do without my greyhound. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do if she wasn't there. I mean, she's sitting here in the room with us, like laying on this bed. <laughs> we should you should have brought Bumble. I don't know if Bling and Bumble would Bumble be friends. Bumble doesn't but... do well with anyone but me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay because Yeah. Yeah. You guys he... are you guys are like a team. <laughs> I've been amazed the healing power that a pet brought into my life and just he I look forward to seeing him every single day, and when Aww. days are hard, he's there, and he just curls up next to me, and he can play fetch, so it's like having a dog, but he's independent like a cat, which yeah. is great. <laughs> and he pees in a litter box. Yes. <laughs> I have to bring mine outside. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for that right now, so he oh, does his that. own thing, and then Aww. I see him at night, and it's so good. That's awesome. Okay, so you have a cat. I have a cat, yes. Um, I am a freelance theater artist in the Twin Cities, um, which is great. I love acting. I love directing. Um, just really, art is something that if I don't, it's a form of worship for me, yeah. and it's a, something's missing if I'm not totally doing art. Like oh, I feel the same. There's always some creative something going on. Um, I work as an office manager by day and frequently when I'm typing in numbers and doing things like that, I, I don't know, have a story forming in my mm-hmm. head and like there's just always creativity totally. flowing through me and that's how the Lord made me to be, which is really great. And we went to school together. We did go to school together. Yeah, for just like a semester. I think there was, was only it? one semester. 
Because you came in in 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I went out in 2012. Okay, so you graduated December I, 2012. I graduated December 2012. We did one show together then. Yes, we did. I remember doing yes. that show together. Side show. Mm-hmm. Yes, shout out to the our University of Northwestern. Theater department. Theater department. Yep. It was a great place to go. It was. Great theater department. Um, I still have connections there doing the, photogra- the photographs mm-hmm. um, with my company, Twin Cities Headshots. And do you have any connection there still? I do, yeah. I actually um, will be directing a show there next year. No way! Oh my gosh, that's incredible. I didn't know this. Yeah. What are you you directing? Um, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Shut up! That is so great! Well, then I'll be taking photos of it. (laughs) It's going to be great, yeah. No, and I I love that, Casey. Still love everyone there, and I go visit every once in a while. And we were also in a show together um, a couple years out of out of college for me mm-hmm. um we were in little women together at cross community players yes and we were sisters in that which was so fun and i was her annoying little sister yeah. <laughs> it was great <laughs> <laughs> well and i think that my character didn't like your character very much either nope. but yeah <laughs> that was so fun that was so fun so i don't know how to do this transition That's into okay. talking about your story um but you walked through a painful season last year I did. Yes. It you want has. to talk about that? I do. I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah. Um, which is a cool thing even to say now. Um, yeah, it's been quite the year. I was um, telling Ellie before that it's actually we're in like walking through the one year anniversary mm-hmm. of everything that happened, which is really great to look back and see what the Lord has done. But um, just short bullet point version of my story um is that uh I loved a man very much um we dated for quite a while um decided that um we were hoping to get married and engaged um that was kind of what we were working towards and um last year a and I'm someone who doesn't love people very easily or trust very easily so it was quite the process and it's I don't really know how to put words to it except mm-hmm. art things, so that's there's that. But yeah, um, yeah. And so last year, um, a friend asked to get coffee with me, and I was like, "Oh, of course, I'd love to." And when she walked into the coffee shop, she said, "He's been unfaithful to you." Um, and it came out that he, um, through our relationship, had been seeing other women, and um, it was very very hard uh yeah to hear that I actually called you you were the very first person I called um only it's literally only a couple hours after I had found out because I called Ellie and was like Ellie I don't know what's up I don't know what's down I don't know how to feel like it was just so caught in pain and not even knowing how to like breathe in it and Ellie was wonderful in helping me just breathe in that moment because it was just an overwhelming Mm. moment um and so that happened and for a month I I mean I had chosen this man as my partner and my life partner and the love of my life so I said okay forgiveness and reconciliation has to is the next step right um and so I wasn't able to forgive him right away, but was working towards reconciliation, was saying we should go to therapy, we should do these things. And a month later, um, I went over to his house um, just to talk again. And 
he ended things between us and basically mm-hmm. said, I don't want to try. This is not what I want. Um, yeah. This needs to be over. And that was very painful. And um, it, I was in a dark, hard place um, the whole year, but that week especially. And yeah. it was really beautiful watching the friends that came around me during that time mm-hmm. because <laughs> it was like an alarm went out and my friends just hmm. rallied. There was that one night so that good. I was just driving and uh, my friend called my other friends and they met me at a park and just sat and prayed over me. Aww. Like there was like 10 of them sitting on a park bench that being like, incredible. we're going to rally around Casey right now. Aww. Um, so that was incredible. Um, and then this year has been a journey. Um, and the verse that I've really just kind of marked as my life verse this year, and it's kind of felt like a marker of this year, yeah. was First uh, Peter 5.10. And it says, And then after a period of suffering, the God of all grace himself will restore, confirm, and establish you. Hello. <laughs> so good. I I'm know. dying. I love that so much. I have goosebumps. I love it. Yeah. And that's how this story of this year has been marked is there was a period of intense, yeah. severe suffering. And part of that suffering came from I didn't turn to the Lord right away. If I'm mm. being perfectly honest with the world, I am a person who likes control and yeah. likes to do things myself. And it was a, I'm in so much pain, I don't even know how to turn to you, Lord. Um, yeah, yeah. And so then, so period of suffering, people came around me, people loved me through it. It was looking back, it's really incredible to look back on. Um, but then the Lord has a hold of my heart, and he was there every step of it. And so I joined a church, I joined Mm -hmm. a small group, I started living with incredible women who just became like my battle warriors, Yeah, (laughs) and we started working through the phases of restoring um, and finding God and hope and realizing that the world wasn't falling apart (laughs) and that God was faithful, Um, and then confirming and establishing, and basically through the year I've walked through... um, realizing we serve a really good God and he loves his children and he restores and he redeems broken situations and he does it in a way that brings glory to him and that now at the end of this year I was just telling Ellie that there are still hard days like when you've been hurt so so badly there are just days that it still can ache yep but what the Lord has done in it and being obedient to him and releasing your hands and saying I'm letting go I'm falling on you please work in this story that's been what this last half of this year has been of him strengthening me and me finding strength in who I am in him strength in my community and hoping that the Lord now finally being able to tell the world about the story it's like please use this and show your grace and your love and your redeeming powers and yeah, that's the short version of it. That- <laughs> oh, so good. I'm dying because I just love that so much. And the way that, um, yeah, I mean, the, the art art has been a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. Probably for forever, right? Yeah. And so then, of course, 
one of the ways that the Lord calls you to heal is through art, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was I was a part of um, this artist night a couple, I guess it was a month ago, and you performed the most beautiful piece I had ever. I I mean I I was sitting there just like in total awe. I had performed that day that night as well um a couple pieces that had meant a lot to me and I I was talking about reclaiming and told my story a little bit which by the way was beautiful and inspirational (laughs) just so the world knows (laughs) you are very sweet you're very sweet um but but you performed this beautiful piece about essentially it's about forgiveness Mm -hmm. and um and I was struck by how how deeply personal it was, how um, how raw and honest it was about the pain that you've ex- you have experienced, um, but then being at the same time forgiving and incredibly um, honoring to somebody that doesn't deserve that honor, um, which is something that I strive to do to not slander this person because mm-hmm. they're still out in the world, yeah. they're still doing life, yeah. um, and and I believe that they're that that these people that have betrayed us you know that that they need their own healing yeah and I was um amazed at how honoring and and beautiful that was to to witness well thank you (laughs) (laughs) you're Uh, welcome (laughs) (laughs) it's not flattery it's honesty Um, it really is so when Ellie right just then asked me to tell my story um that's usually what happens is I'm like oh I don't have the words I don't know (laughs) um and so the piece started actually with um I was going to therapy because I think therapy is a wonderful thing I do too (laughs) I am I'm always telling it's terrible I'm always telling people like hey you should go to therapy and they're like offended by it but I'm like no 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 really like everyone should go to therapy everyone should go to therapy (laughs) and it's it was very healing for me and that actually was one of the biggest first steps that I took was I remember it was I was sitting at um, my desk at work and was really having a terrible day and was really falling apart and I called my mom and said Hmm. I can't do this alone I need yeah. to find a therapist and yeah as someone who doesn't like to open up to people who doesn't like vulnerability who doesn't like talking to people or communicating <laughs> my mother was like oh <laughs> that afternoon she sent me like five Christian therapists in around my yeah. area because she knew if I was saying that it was important yeah. Um, so the piece actually started in a therapy session because my therapist said I needed to write a letter to each person involved in the betrayal and pain. And just immediate response was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. I will not be doing that. That is asking. Therapy was a mistake. Far too much of me right now. Um, and that was, jeez. Oh, December it was a while ago okay um and it took a long time to sit down and start writing one of those letters um and the first letter was to um the woman involved in the situation and the amount of healing that happened as my like pen flew over those pages was incredible and the Mm. lord was in that moment like allowing my hardened heart to open for the first time in a Mm. while um 
And so that was how it started. Um, And this past year has just been this journey of the Lord doing a good work. And he convicted me um, of, I'm calling you to forgive him. And I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. That's the, and I remember the reason of why I was so scared to do that was if I was still angry, there was still a wall that was holding back the final wave of grief. Totally. Um, And that anger was the wall holding it back. And the Lord was just working on my heart of this is what I'm calling you to do. And this is what I want you to do. Um, And so I started saying, I will obey you, but I don't know how to mean it. And so I need you to help me bring meaning to this. And so every day I woke up and I said the words, I forgive him. I let go of my anger towards him. I pray that you intercede and work in his heart. Um, Whoa. And I did not mean them. The first many days that I said them, it was words. And that was my prayer to God. I was like, these are words. I don't know how to have meaning to them. Um, and it was really cool because all the while I was writing this piece, um, Mm -hmm. and it was a, I approached, um, our friend Abby Day who helps run threads. I approached her, I think February actually. And I said, I am kind of writing a piece. I don't want to totally commit to it because I don't know if I can finish it. And I don't know if I'll be ready to share my story, but I want to create art out of what has happened. And she put me down for April, and she said, if you need to back out, you can. And so I started writing this piece, and it was incredibly healing, and it was written over a period of months. And um, it was really cool how each piece, it's a three-part piece, and it's called Dear Her, Dear Him, Dear Me. And it's basically a letter to her to him and then to me at the end and the days that I would go reclaim something and it was really hard I would come home and I would write part of dear me Mm. and I'd write the painful part of dear me and then there were days that I went and reclaimed something with friends and was like you are so good lord and I'd come (laughs) home and write another part of dear me of just the joy and it was months long experience of writing this piece Mm. um and so all the while saying the words that I didn't know if they had meaning of I forgive her I forgive him um and that night and slowly the Lord was doing a work and like meaning was coming to the words but I knew that night of the piece that I didn't want to declare those words in front of people Hmm. unless I knew that the Lord had done a full work and if truly they had meaning. And so the actors that were in the piece knew that it would end one of two ways. It would either end without the last few words on there. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. um, But that night, just performing that piece was opening my heart to the world of this is what's happened and this is what the Lord is doing and while I was doing it everyone melted away and it was just me and Jesus going through this past Mm. year together and at the end the words were there and they had meaning and they have had meaning since that day of and I still have to wake up and say the words because I strive to not slander 
the people yep. that were involved in this because they are the Lord's children too and yep. they need healing and Jesus loves them so much. Yep. And so it's like, okay, they are loved by you too. And yeah. so help me continue to yeah. forgive them daily. And yeah. And so the piece was just a month long, months long healing. And yes. Mm. And healing is still happening. Oh, yes. Goodness. It's yes. not done. <laughs> no. It's, it's still <laughs> happening. And it's, um, yeah. Why don't, why don't you read it? Okay. So this is called Dear Her, Dear Him, Dear Me. Dear Her, each time I have sat down to write this letter, my words fail. Each attempt has ended with a pile of crumpled letters ripped to shreds because every word I utter falls short. Dear Her, I don't know how to start. I'm scared to even write this because the anger inside of me is too visceral to be contained to paper. Crumple. Toss. Dear her, how dare you? How dare you? You are low. You are nothing. You are... Crumple. Toss. Dear her, he was mine. He was the love of my life. You stole. You lied. Crumple. Toss. You can see how I'm getting nowhere with this. But perhaps it shouldn't be eloquent. Perhaps it shouldn't be perfectly organized. The wreckage your actions left behind is just that, a wreckage. My anguish is not organized. My anger is not eloquent. My pain is not controlled. The hardest part is watching you continue while I... I am locked inside a house with only a window to the outside world. Inside the house is my grief my shame, my pain, my life ransacked and broken. Outside, the world moves on, still bustling with its usual busyness, unaware of the dark house on the corner. I stare out the window and there you are, laughing, dancing, continuing, unaware that you are the reason this brightly lit home went dark. My fingers curl around the window pane in anger, wishing I could lock you inside this house, but your place is outside, dancing, my place is inside, grieving. Dear her, I am angry. It is an anger that I never knew I had the capability to feel. It rages inside of me, threatening to collapse the already broken architecture of my heart out. I have to get it out. There must be a way to burst through this locked window and force this storm to overtake you. Force you to feel the hurricane of hate that has formed inside my once peaceful and passive being. Hurricane her. Why? The questions that haunt this darkened home. Why? I loved him with wild abandon. You knew this, yet you made a choice. You refused to accept that this was a choice. You chose to do this. He chose to do this. He chose stolen moments with you over the never-ending ocean of love I gave. Choices have consequences. Your choice had a sentence to serve, a sentence you will never serve. Instead, you walked over to that house on the corner. You saw each light slowly flicker out. You pulled out a small key, tossed the remnants of guilt in with the rest, and quietly locked the door. As you walked away, did you catch a glimpse of the broken being collapsed on the dimly lit floor? She is the prisoner of your choice. The sentence has been given, and serve it she must. Crumple. 
toss. Dear him, did you know how easy it was to love you? It was like breathing. Let it not be mistaken that falling in love is something I do easily or often. The great wall has nothing on the miles of stone I have carefully crafted to keep others out. But you, each breath I took with you crumbled the wall stone by stone. Every laugh, every late night talk, every art taken in, every touch, every moment slowly melted my walls until without trying and without realizing I had fallen inexplicably and unexplainably in love with you. You were given what no one else had been able to attain, my fully devoted, strong yet fragile, giving to a fault, broken and beautiful, swirling with emotion, overzealous, overanalyzing, overloving, brimmed with passion, heart. I'm sure to you it felt like an icy, unexpected cannonball. To me, it was slipping into the still waters of what my heart was created for and what I had long denied it access to. Memories have flooded my brain like the high tide on the sandy shore. Each wave beats further into me as I scramble from the waters. I find my feet standing ankle deep in the waters of memory. Remember the time we had a dish soap fight, which ended in my curly strands soaked with suds as you ran your fingers through my hair? Remember when I had that terribly strong Long Island and you carried me to my bed and whispered, what can I do for you? Remember when we saw our first show together and we spent two hours discussing art, God, and our place in this world? Remember holding me when I shook with fear and grief? Remember New York? Remember Hamilton? Remember love? I remember love. I find my feet rooted in the water as I find my treasures in the waves of memory. Remember, remember, remember until I look up and see a dark wave has swollen, ready to overtake and crash into me. In the wave, I see carcasses of memory, dead trees we had once planted to produce life, debris, waste, pain, so much pain. I scream and attempt to force my feet to run, not these memories I gasp out just before the deadly wave overtakes me. Remember the time you promised me I was the only one. Remember how that was a lie. Remember the nights I slept soundly while you ran to her. Remember the night you promised you wanted to live the rest of your life with me when the entire day you spent wrapped into her. Remember the time I screamed, I will not be second best. Remember you whispered, you are my only. Little did I know I was barely scraping fourth best. Remember, remember there was more than one her. Remember the night you rocked my grieving heart to sleep and whispered, I'm going to marry you, while her perfume still lingered on your body. Remember the two years I gave you. Remember how you stole them, stole me, used me up until there was nothing left. Remember when I found out. Remember that I refused to give up. Remember when you did. The memories plunge me to the ocean floor, and the wave chokes me out, and I lay in the sand, bleeding, broken, and bruised. Dear him, you took, you stole all I had to give. You used me until there was nothing left. You were my life partner. You were my Peter Pan. You were my symphony. You were the one whom my soul loves. But you were, and you are, are two very different things. 
You are my life's agony. You are only a shadow of the man I loved. I loved Peter Pan's shadow. You are the last note that will never be played. You are the casualty of my soul. Or are you? Dear me, breathe in, breathe out. Stay sitting. Don't force yourself to get up. Take your time. Breathe in. Breathe out. Be still. The waves have battered you to the bone. Let yourself sit on the sandy shore as the life you plan disappears with the tide. Dear me, it is okay to reach your hand longing for the receding deadly swell. It is okay to be still. It is okay to grieve. It is okay to mourn. It is okay to cry. It is okay to miss him. It is okay to scream and scream and scream. It is okay to break things. It is okay. It is okay. It is okay to break. Breathe in. Breathe out. Look up. Father, peace. I don't have the strength. That's okay. Stand up. Take a step. One more. Again. One more. Look. You are walking. Dear me, the journey before you is very long. The terrain is treacherous. In the valley, you will feel lonely. The weariness of your soul will make every step, every day, a battle. One step, one step. There will be nights where sleep will be the most elusive dream. These nights will lead to days of sheer exhaustion. There will be days that simply leaving the house sounds like the greatest battle you have ever fought. There will be people who may not understand. There will be days that you have to cancel plans because everything hurts. There will be daily reminders of him. One step, one more. There will be therapy sessions that you cannot even finish. There will be many nights spent alone as you battle the inner demons. There will be days that you believe all the lies when you feel worthless, unworthy. One step, again, come on, one more. There will be days that you scream his name as you smash the frame that once held his face. There will be nights that you drive past his street and your heart aches for what once was. There will be days that it just aches, it just aches, it just aches. Betrayal does not simply knock a few valuables over as it passes through, deciding to leave you unscathed. No. It ransacks you. It plows through your being with only the intent to leave you a hollow, empty shadow of your former selves. It leaves you on that sandy shore, wishing the fatal tide would sweep you away. As you watch the swell disappear, remember to breathe. The sun is slowly breaking over the horizon. And the God of all grace will himself Restore, confirm, and establish you. Restore.
There will be days when laughter is not forced, when it comes peeling out of you like a nervous racehorse ready to break from the gate that was holding it back. There will be friends who refuse to let you walk alone. They look at that valley and the mountain beyond and strap on their hiking boots. There will be daily reminders that move you to tears, that you are seen, that you are loved, that you are worthy. There will be days when you can go back inside that certain restaurant, that you can listen to that certain song again. There will be days that you stand in the falling snow and realize how precious and beautiful your life is. The steps come faster now, one step, five steps, one mile down. There will be a day that the valley seems less dark and the mountain seems less intimidating. There will be days when you realize just how strong you are, that you choose to persist. There will be a day when the days stop winning. Confirm. You will conquer that next audition, that next job interview, the next opportunity. You will see the cute boy across the coffee shop and shyly smile. You'll spill everything, but just own it. The dark ocean is not even visible now because you are running, you are leaping, you are living. Go out with friends, make new friends, make new memories, reclaim everything. Trust in the Lord, love those around you, serve those around you. Daily lift your hands up and scream, all to him I owe. Run that half marathon, start that new job, audition for everything, act. Act with no fear, let your passion pour out of you. It has been dammed up for far too long. Love. Just love. You were made to love. You were made to give. You were made to create. You were made to live fearlessly. Establish. You aren't at the peak of that mountain yet. There are still some tricky trails to conquer. But for now, take time to sit on this precipice. Look at the world around you. It is so beautiful. You are beautiful and the Lord is so good. This is your story. This is your testimony. Time to tell it. It's time. But first, dear her, I forgive you. Dear him, I forgive you. Dear me, be free. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.com.